Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Episode five of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan back with you, as always. Brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. If you're not already, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe for episodes twice a week after every series. And Sean, you were there last night to wrap up this series that we're going to talk about, which was a sweep of the Angels. The I mean, L.A. came in slumping a bit. They had lost, I think it was five in a row heading into this series, but still a potent lineup of Ward, Otani, Trout, and the Yankees held them to three runs over three games. The pitching staff continues to dominate, and more importantly, after losing two in a row to Tampa to close out the series at the Trop, they come back and sweep this three-game series. And regardless, it's always hard to sweep a doubleheader, and that's what the Yanks did yesterday as we record here on Friday. Yeah, I mean, a three-game sweep, sweeping a doubleheader, and they held the – I think going into the series, we were like, well, let's see how the the pitching holds up. But, I mean, the Yankees made Otani and Trout look like non-factors. Like, listen, I know they're great – I know they're great baseball players, but they – you know, to have one run in each game – that that's a recipe for success for the Yankees, even though last night looked like a little dicey there, but um, Rizzo come, comes up with the big hit. But I mean, I think, I think the tone was set. We, we started game one with the Yankees winning nine one, but you know, Montgomery pitches a scoreless first inning. And then in, in the bottom of the first, you have this rally where, I mean, Trout did not look good on two plays in center field, which was really surprising. He just had an off series. And that to me kind of is what, what stood out from their perspective, but you had, you had timely hitting and then you had Carpenter hitting a big home run in the first inning to make that lead from two, nothing to four, nothing. And the Yankees were on their way for, for the rest of the rest of the series. Um, you know, Trevino had a great first game too. I mean, the slide he has or the, to get around the, the, the tag there, uh, I think it made it like five or six, nothing at the time. And, and then he hits the home run late to really put the nail in the coffin. But again, the, the, the pitching, this series was absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, I guess Montgomery had the worst start because he only went seven innings and gave up one yeah. run. Whereas, you know, you had Cortez go seven and give up none and, 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 um, and uh, obviously Tyone last night carrying the perfect game into the eighth inning, giving up one run eventually. But I mean, the, the rotation was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I thought uh, Carpenter had two big hits, both in the first and the second game. The second game that out, that at bat against Otani really showed that they had Otani uh, timed up in, in, in game one yesterday. But, um, you know, overall, I thought it was a great job setting the tone of, of, of being back at home and, and 
beating up on a team that, yeah, they're scuffling, but they have a lot of talent and they didn't let that talent play this series. Yeah, even even Syndergaard in game one came into the start with an ERA just over three. He was really strong in his last start before uh, Tuesday night. And like you said, the Yankees got to him right away. Uh, Carpenter with a home run and then Carpenter works that really good at bat against Otani to open up game two of the series and game one of the doubleheader, the 11 pitch at bat that turns into a leadoff home run to set the tone in the bottom of the first inning, which by the way, made him just the third Yankee ever to have three home runs as his first three hits as a Yankee. The other two were Higgy and then Alfonso Soriano, who homered for his first major league hit in 99, then came back to start the 2000 season and hit two more home runs in his, as his first two hits of that season. So that was a cool little nugget, but uh, Carpenter's been exactly what the Yankees would have wanted him to be, which is a lefty power bat that can feast on the short porch. And he got one just over the porch on Tuesday night. And then, um, then the home run on in game one of yesterday's doubleheader was a little more of a no doubt, or at least in terms of distance, it was just a matter of, was it going to stay fair or not? But like you said, Montgomery, just a ho-hum seven innings of of one-run ball. That one run came in the seventh inning when maybe he was starting to fatigue a little bit. But otherwise, he was he was dominant. Actually got some early run support, which I'm sure was a surprise for him. Honestly, the, the run support troubles have kind of transferred over to Tyone now because his last few stars, he can't get any run support. And he was, like you said, perfect through seven innings when uh, – when you were there last night at the stadium. So that must have been a been a cool experience. And feel like you feel like every perfect game or every no hitter always has that one big defensive play to kind of save it. And you had that with IKF on that play up the middle where he just made a, a great throw across his body to one hop it over to first base at where LeMahieu, I think, was playing first last night. But um yeah, it was yeah. just the pitching staff continues to deliver. Yeah, I mean it was um, you know, I I with the rain delay and everything, I think the crowd was kind of slow getting into the game last night and even realizing that there was a perfect game going on. But once we got into like the sixth inning and then especially in the seventh, uh, really the, and I think Tyone said like he started to notice the crowd picking up and that's when he really started to think about it. But yeah, that play by IKF was huge. Uh, Just beat Otani and, and like that was kind of the inning I had in my mind. Like if they get through this, he's got a real shot because he had to face Otani and Trout uh, for for the second time, and um, you know he gets Otani on that and that really tough play. It wasn't like Otani hit the ball super hard; it was just really good placement. And then he gets Trout to fly out to left, and uh, you're kind of thinking, you know, we're we're pretty close to being on our way. Like, I mean, I know Walsh is is a good hitter, and he's given the Yankees some trouble, but um, you know, he just happened to tomahawk tomahawk an O two pitch and 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 found, you know to and to lead off the eighth and. You know, that that happens and that's why there's only been, you know, so few perfect games. It's really hard to get. But I mean, Tyone was absolutely brilliant. I don't think he gave up a hard hit ball other than the uh, Suzuki uh, Suzuki hit that um, that wound up giving the Angels a temporary lead there. But he was brilliant. Um, the curveball was was really working. He made Otani look foolish on 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 one strikeout and uh, really up until that that. Suzuki hit no hard contact. He really had it working. It really was like one of those games where you felt like it could happen because his stuff was so good. And uh, the Yankees were playing pretty good defense behind him. I- IKF, like you said, made a play. I thought Andujar's looked actually decent in in left field. The only uh, you know last series against Tampa Bay, he made that diving catch, which 
he broke back on first. He definitely didn't need to do that. But other than that, he seems serviceable out there for sure. And, uh, you know, he had, he had a big hit yesterday too, to get that rally in in the eighth inning going, um, kind of living up to his, uh, his billing as uh Miggy two bags there or, or, you know, whatever. So, uh, definitely, definitely an exciting, uh, exciting win to close out the sweep for sure. Uh, not just because of Tyone's bid at, at history, but also because you have it, have an eighth inning comeback and it pinch hit, uh, you know, a pinch hit single with the bases loaded for Rizzo. Um, I mean, I know it was on the ground, but he did smoke the ball right back up the middle, which hopefully gets him going. But it was really exciting game. And then Holmes really had some trouble there in the ninth inning to, to add a little bit more drama on top. But I mean, overall, you, it was a really fun series. I thought, um, you know, you had kind of like the game where the Yankees hit a bunch of homers in the first game and and just the rotation just continues to be so good. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, just talking more about Tyone, who you can't talk about enough. I mean, just even aside from the season he's having, this is a guy that's overcome cancer and Tommy John surgeries and another and an ankle surgery this past offseason. And here he is making a bid to be an all-star this season. And the control is just out of this world. No walks again last night. He has five walks through 58 and two-thirds innings, which is just absurd it's, it's amazing what his control has been like and you and you think about last year which one of one of his Achilles heels was which you always heard about on the broadcast and everybody talking about how Tyone had trouble putting hitters away once he got to two strikes last year and that hasn't been a problem this year he's even you look at last night going into the eighth inning he had to get through the seventh inning and he mows through Ward Otani and Trout in the seventh to get to the eighth inning, which is impressive because that was his third time through the order against those three hitters. And all three of them are elite hitters, especially Trout, who's arguably the best player of our generation, who's having one of the best seasons of his career. We all, we all know about Otani and his power and war the breakout players in the league. So it's pretty impressive what Tyone has been able to do here in uh here through the first, you know, two plus months of the season. I mean, if if it wasn't for Cortez, that's all we would be talking about is the year Tyone is having. But Cortez just happens to be a more kind of fun story, I'll say, uh, because. Of, but I mean, Tyone's story is amazing too. He's a cancer survivor. He's Tommy John. You know, he had Tommy John, and he, this is his free agent year. So, I mean, you have to be super super stoked for him. And if it, you know, the Yankees have two amazing stories on their hands and Tyone and, and, and Cortez where they could be the first two pitchers <laughs> coming out in the all-star game. And, and, you know, they, this is a team that has Garrett Cole and then you have Severino, you know, coming off an of injury and Montgomery has been pitching really well, but I mean, Tyone's been absolutely incredible. Uh, I, you know, we talked about this last week. I'm super happy for him because you know that this is this, uh, you know, even if he just kind of regresses a little bit, uh, even a, a moderate amount, it's going to get him paid when he's had to come overcome so much and he deserves that payday. So I'm really, I'm really excited for Tyone. He's throwing strikes. He's really, he's, he's being very aggressive. Uh, it, it seems like this year he's not afraid. And, and, you know, he was saying like how he was just going after the corners and, and, and really just making sure he didn't miss over the middle. And, and it showed because the angels got no hard contact up, up except for one hit by Suzuki. Like that, that's crazy to have one, you know, one barrel all, all game. Um, you know, he was, he was f- absolutely phenomenal last night and he's been phenomenal for a while. And you know what? Um, 
you know, the, the run support wasn't there, but the Yankees did get the the two runs while he was still in line for the win, which was nice. Cause it, it you know, the, the, I, I went with a couple of people and they were just like, one of them's not the biggest baseball fan. And when I was explaining how the wind gets, gets a word, <laughs> she, she was like, this is so stupid. Why, why would they, why would he have to take a loss? He gave up one run in eight innings. It doesn't make like, look, that's the way it is. It's, it's a silly stat, but I mean, that was nice for him to get the win. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's why nobody cares about pitcher wins and losses, but I'm sure when you're a pitcher, it feels a little better to have that W next to your name, considering how how well you just pitched. But you mentioned Tyone and Cortez and potentially both being all-stars. I think at this point, they have to be. And I think at this point, you can make the argument that Cortez should be starting the all-star game. He has an ERA of 1.5 now. He has... Uh, and he's doing it a lot differently than other pitchers. You know, he's in the bottom fifth percentile and fastball velocity or something like that in the league, but he's in the top four in the league in strikeouts. He's just the way he's doing is incredible. And you look at Cortez and Tyone specifically, they're both in the top 10 in the league in war ERA whip and home runs per nine. Tyone is right uh, neck and neck with Gaussman for the league lead in walks per nine. And then, like I said, you have Cortez in the top, I think he's fourth in the league in, in K's per nine. So I, I, I think at this point, these two have to be, have to be all-stars. Oh, I, I, I think they might be your first two pitchers in, in the all-star game. I mean, that'd be sick. Go from Cortez right to Tyone. I mean, they're who, who's better, you know, they're, they've been, they've been absolutely incredible. I mean, we got a little bit ways to go here, but it's, it, they've both been, been just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, really, really excited to kind of watch this this play out here. It, it reminds me a lot of, and you know, it reminds me a lot of 98, honestly, where, or, you know, even like 2003, where you had just a rotation that you knew no matter who you were throwing out there, you have a really, really good chance to win. You know, 98, it was the two Davids and Cohen and Wells, and then you had you know, Pettit and then eventually El Duque. And then in, in 03, you had Pettit and, and Clemens still, um, you know, juiced up out of his mind, getting the getting his uh, 300 wins there, 4,000 strikeouts, uh, and then Moose and uh, and Wells again. He was he was back at that point. So um, yeah, it's it's been incredible. But they have five guys that are that are good. So that's even better than either of those teams, right? 98 they had a Rabu. 03 they had Weaver. Well, no, who was the the fifth starter in 03? In 03, was it Weaver? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. The fifth starter, Sevy, and he's got like a three-three ERA. It's it's incredible. Um, it, they've just and and then when they get a spot starter in JP Sears, he pitches great too. So the pitching's been awesome. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's all Matt Blake or or what it is, but the Yankees have really found something uh, in whatever they're doing with this rotation, and it's it's carrying the team. And I know they're the Bronx Bombers, but I think you know throughout throughout 
the the dynasty years, kind of like us growing up watching the team. The Yankees were always the best when they had that rotation where every day you felt like they had a really good chance to win. And that's what's making this season so exciting and so special. So I mean, people should should enjoy this, man, because it's it's been a while since I kind of felt this way about the team. And they've they've been really good and they got a little bit of mojo. They got some vibes going on, just like that's, the New York Rangers. That's, yeah. We don't need to talk about that, but, um, but yeah, the rotation sec, uh, second best ERA in all of baseball, just behind the Dodgers, whose ERA obviously went down last night by shutting out the Mets. Um, but back, back to Cortez and just how you mentioned the Yankees are fun when the rotation is good and you know, you always go into a game with, with a chance to win, but it's also just, it's also just the way they, they prevent runs specifically with Cortez. Cause he's just super fun to watch as a more cerebral pitcher. And just, a, it's so, it's kind of like, you know, in a sense of Mariano Rivera, when he was just a middling pitcher and then he found that cutter and all of a sudden, and, and he had the, Jedi powers, as they called it when it happened, jump in velocity that nobody could explain. Cortez just found this cutter in 2021. He had never thrown it in his career until last year once CC Sabathia taught it to him. And now he's throwing it 40% of the time. Like I said, the velocity is way down, but the strikeouts are way up. And he just, he's a, he's a throwback. And it's really, it's really fun to watch his, um, expected slugging percentage is just 316 so nobody is squaring the ball up against him and he is also this was a nice nugget i saw from katie sharp our former friend of the podcast but he's the first yankee ever through 10 starts to have at least 65 strikeouts and an era of 1.5 or lower no yankee in history has ever done this it's it's pretty incredible and then you look at the collective like you said everybody in the rotation is contributing after the Game one win on Thursday. They had given, uh, they had logged the fewest runs allowed through 50 games in franchise history and then just allow one run again the next game. Three runs the whole series against a potent Angels offense, like we said. It's just you can't, you can't say enough about the pitching staff. Yes, the bullpen has some questions. Uh, and home, it was super weird to see home struggle just because it's so foreign, but he worked his way out of it. And again, just, can't say enough about the rotation. You could certainly make the argument it's the best in baseball right up there with the Dodgers. But uh, in terms of the American League, I don't think there's a pitching staff that, that can compare to the Yanks right now. I mean, absolutely. And it, it shows the Yankees have the best run differential in the American League. I think they're second in all of baseball, only behind the Dodgers. They, they do have a better record. But, um, yeah, they've, they've just been absolutely dominant. And I, I like to – you know, with the whole Nestor story, he said like this, uh, you know, he wants to be an inspiration for people who don't throw a 98. And and it's true. Like we've seen so many guys throughout our lifetime that don't th- like like Maddox. I mean, it, it's harder for these guys to break through. So when they do, it's really, really fun. I don't know how long this is sustainable for 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 Cortez, but I mean, the league has seen him between last year and this year and he's still doing it. And his control is getting better like you said, and, and he keeps, he, and you can see it. Like I see that cutter and they're flailing thinking they're getting a, you know, straight fastball and they're missing it. And, and, you know, it's not coming in at the velocity that Mariano had, but um, he's getting swings and misses on it. Cause he's got a, a handful of other pitches and arm angles and, and delays in his, it, it's just, it's just a treat to really watch him, watch him play. And uh, you know, it, it's been really fun, but um you know, the, to to shut the, for the whole rotation to shut down 
um, Otani and Trout and, and, and Ward and Walsh the way they did. It was just, just a treat to watch them kind of carve them up. And, uh, you know, I don't come, I don't come away saying that they're not good baseball players, but the Yankees certainly made them look like they're not good baseball players for three games here, uh, to start June. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And Otani has had his struggles against the Yankees, at least on the mound. But he's even regardless of that, he's still always a big threat at the plate. And the Yankees held him down, held Trout down, held the entire Angel offense down, somehow contained Tyler Wade and Anthony Velaz- Andrew Velasquez, too. So what's up? Velasquez trying to bump for a hit with two strikes. That was so <laughs> weird. He made a nice diving play at shortstop. Though. Oh, that, yeah, that was a great play. Yeah, he made a really nice play. Yeah, well, all all the best to him. He was an awesome story last year.